welcome back to Eat The Real Girl podcast. I am your host, Rose, and if you are new here, welcome. I'm so excited that you decided to join us, especially for episode nine, because I have never done this before. As a Scorpio woman, I am not the biggest fan of vulnerability, naturally. I'm a very private person, or maybe it's just easy to blame it on that, and not my actual experiences. But I feel like I'm finally at a place where I am in full acceptance. I have embodied that divine femininity. And I feel like, of course, when you accept yourself, you fully accept what others think of you and what people have to say. You don't even care. And I feel like that is true freedom. So the reason I'm making this episode is because I have a past just like you and just like many of us. Most of us have a little story to tell. But I feel like I have finally healed my sacral chakra, which has been a lifelong journey for me. You guys, as someone that has endured sexual trauma and that has transcended that, I feel like I'm finally ready to speak on it. And what's beautiful about this is a movie that I feel like found me just a few days ago, actually, called Redeeming Love. So me and my sister... We're basically just scrolling through these this movie app that we have. And by the way, she is very pregnant. She is having a girl and I'm super excited. But anyway, <laughs> we were looking for a movie to watch and I was very drawn to this one movie called Redeeming Love. And I feel like I've seen it before. So obviously we click on it, we watch it, and oh my gosh, you guys, I'm telling you, the synchronicities are crazy. I feel so connected to the storyline in this movie for many different ways, so I'm going to be talking about that and the lessons that I've learned, not only throughout my journey, but through watching this film that really speaks on the redeeming love of creation, of source energy, and how... It is the most powerful and healing force in all of existence. So I'm going to be going into that. And if you feel like you might resonate, let's dive in. As you might already know by now, if you've been listening to my episodes up to this point, I love to make them late at night when everyone is asleep. But tonight is special. Tonight... I'm dressed up. I feel like my makeup is popping. My booty is popping. My outfit, all of that. I feel amazing, you guys. And I feel like I have been completely renewed. I can't explain it. I feel like I'm genuinely going through a rebirth. And that's the reason I want to speak on this because everyone is like, wow, you're embodying your dark femininity. And I'm just like, no, I don't really fully believe in that. I feel like it's been misused. Um, And this is definitely for another topic, but I want to mention something. When you are tapped into that yin energy, there's nothing light and soft about it because you are in your authentic expression of self. I call this the higher self, right? Into the shadow aspect of ourselves. I feel like there lies our intuitive power, our creative nature, our ability to be fully surrendered into whatever the universe has in store for us or whatever you believe in, source energy, right? Our creator. I feel like being in flow is unmatched. And I don't think it has anything to do with 
being this like confident person i feel like that just comes with healing our energy centers and developing a proper relationship with our elemental kingdoms within our bodies so i feel like it's definitely a byproduct of doing the healing and the inner work but when it comes to dark femininity, I feel like people don't really understand what that is. It's not something pretty and it's definitely not divine in any way, shape, or form. I feel like this is borderline wounded energy trying to masquerade as some kind of like powerful thing, but really it stems from being hurt. And so you use this like manipulative energy to become a siren and things like that. I believe that's the trend, but... There's nothing more powerful than divine femininity. That is siren energy and there's nothing manipulative about it. It has to do, I feel like, is healing the sacral energy center, right? Healing the womb center for us women. And I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about it that way. But of course, I'm going to leave the topic of dark femininity for another episode so I can really dive into that and why I feel the way I feel and all of that. Today, I want to talk about how I reclaimed myself and my body after having endured so many years or should I say lifelong sexual trauma. And I'm noticing that it doesn't really trigger me to talk about it anymore or to even mention those words like it did before, just a few months ago, actually. But I want to first start talking about how this movie completely just gave me another download and epiphany and definitely inspired this podcast episode. If you have never seen this film, I highly, highly recommend it. Because I feel like it carries such a beautiful message for all of humanity. Because a lot of us deal with shame that we don't talk about. I'm actually almost certain that most people deal with the energy of shame at some point in their life. For many different reasons. And some people may not even be aware of this and deny it. Or, you know, whatever it is that they do to keep it buried. Because as we always talk about, the ego loves to hide itself in any way that it can. But we know better than that, especially at this point in our podcasting relationship. <laughs> so I want to talk about how the message in this movie inspired me. I relate so much to the main character, Angel. She was a little girl who had father wounds because she was rejected by her dad. The only man that us women and us girls see as our first love, right? We trust this man. We expect this man to be our protector. And when this man betrays us or breaks our trust in any way or maybe abandons us, because that's what it feels like, some of us didn't have our father. Some of us have a wounded relationship with them. You name it. When these things happen, it really affects us on a very deep, deep level. And of course, this goes to, this applies to both genders. But I'm speaking of women primarily right now because I can relate to this and I'm obviously a woman. <laughs> but this story inspired me to truly realize what really did heal my sacral energy center was not just shadow work. 
that was a part of it because we must know ourselves in order to find our wounds, in order to heal them and bring them to the surface. They have to be triggered somehow so that you can do something with them, obviously. Otherwise, they'll lie dormant and continue to manifest illnesses within your system. So it's good to be triggered, right? It's very good to be triggered. That is always a sign that something is coming up for you to do what it is that you do because your body is fully made and equipped to transcend these energies into something absolutely beautiful. In nature, you'll realize these transformations are very common, right? They are common when you are breaking down muscle and you are rebuilding. They are common in the caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. You will see these patterns throughout nature where something must break down or die to itself in order to be completely renewed and transformed. So I'm noticing the pain of breakdown and how it's okay to surrender and okay to let yourself completely hit the floor because there's no place to go but up. There's nothing to do but become completely renewed. And so there's nothing to be afraid of. And it took me my entire life to realize this and what this movie did for me, especially this, these scenes and watching her be rejected by her dad in the beginning of the movie as a child. It made me realize that I had embodied the wounded feminine energy throughout my life. And one of the ways that I knew I had sacral wounding as well and how I can relate to this was that I became extremely triggered when I felt undervalued, unheard, unseen, and so in love that I couldn't even recognize the feeling at all. I mean, whatsoever. I just knew that it was so unfamiliar that it became threatening. It became a threat to the safe space that I had created for myself because no one around me was able to ever provide that safe space for me. Literally not one person in my entire life, but I realized the power in providing it for yourself and holding space for other people, even if they can't hold it for you. But it took me this long to realize that that was the answer. I was always seeking external validation, right? And of course, as a kid, you don't know any better. You really don't. All you want to do is be seen, heard, and loved. And when you don't get any of those things, right? Or maybe you get one or a couple of them, but all I know is there's this void, right? It feels like something's missing because we are born pure. We are born in love and we don't understand the opposite. And that's what taints our energy and confuses us. It's almost like this program, right? So I knew when someone would try to love me and try to enter my life when I was unhealed and I felt extremely wounded, right? And I was giving so much energy to this. I felt so threatened, you guys. I sabotaged my relationships, even with my friends that were trying to be there for me. I never let them. Because when you have an unhealed sacral energy center, you isolate yourself. You move away from people. There's a disconnect. You are disconnected from your womb. And we live in the womb of creation. And we are very much connected to the earth. 
as I said before, I was so ungrounded and I realized that this created this energy of low self-worth because it's like, here's the mindset. If my own father did not want me, I must be worthless. I must be unlovable. I must not be special, right? I'm sure when any parent rejects you in this kind of way, it feels like that. Because you're seeking love. You're seeking that energy that's so familiar to you. It's home. And there is no home. You feel lost. Like some kind of orphan, honestly. Energetically, of course. And that's what happened to me. So I deeply connected with the very beginning and I was like, okay, the universe definitely sent this movie for me to watch for whatever reason I needed to see this. And it was so eye-opening. I'm going to get deeper into this here in a minute, but let's get back to how I knew I had sacral wounding. So the sacral in Sanskrit is translated as sweetness. So In the negative unhealed polarity, it can make you so bitter. I wasn't setting boundaries. I was was not loving myself and feeling worthless 100%. I felt like an object, like I was worth nothing. And this is how it all started. It got much worse when I dealt with sexual molestation starting from the age of four up until I was 18 years old. And a couple of times as a grown woman as well. So it was almost like I was groomed and it was all I knew. I felt like that's all men wanted from me. That's all men want in life. And that's how they see women, period. That's how they see little girls even. I even started to think that's how they see little girls. I just felt like women were this object, right? And so I started to get this mindset like I might as well just be that then because that's all they want and that's all I am in this world. And I felt like it's all I had to offer. All I had to offer was my body. That's really what they wanted anyway. When they talked to me, there was an underlying desire to sleep with me and that's it. And I just fell into it. I was like, okay. And I even convinced myself to enjoy being like this, to find joy and contentment in just accepting the fact that things were just like this in this world. And of course, when you have anchored beliefs in this way, or any belief at all, it will be mirrored back to you in your reality. So I kept meeting men like this, and I was stuck in this cycle, you guys. It kept just proving my point, but really it was my subconscious mind that was doing this. I was agreeing to it. I was having these thoughts, feeding them energy, agreeing to it with my subconscious mind. Therefore, I was stuck in a loop, in what's known as a feedback loop in the art of manifestation. Because remember, we are not really creating our reality. We are simply becoming an energetic match. I had the lowest confidence ever too. I don't care how many people thought I was beautiful, how many people would compliment me. Again, I thought to myself, they just want to sleep with me. That's it, right? So in this movie, she becomes a prostitute. And I believe that 
she was trained to become one from the age of she looked to be around maybe eight and she was groomed and it was all she knew right her dad sold her off to a pimp and she was raised in a brothel so around age 26 she was known as the most sought after prostitute in the brothel I'm, of course, reverting back to the movie now. As a child, she watched her mom become a prostitute because the father wanted nothing to do with her after she became pregnant. And she left her broke to raise a little girl and she began to sell herself because she had no other option to support her and her child. And her mom ended up dying from some kind of infection. So then she went to go try to be with her dad, but her dad just sold her, right? Another rejection. I believe that was round two. So she went on and, you know, people were always lined up to buy her, to get their time with her. She was the prize. So she began to accept that she was a piece of meat and was just like whatever then this is what they want okay this is what they'll get and i once again could relate to that it was like watching myself from a third party perspective so this movie has been incredibly healing for me especially the underlying message of love here i believe that it's the answer to everything and i don't mean to sound like some kind of poet or like it's some kind of fairy tale this is real, you guys. There's nothing more healing than this energy. This is what set me free completely. So she met this man who pretty much just time froze when he saw her. He intuitively felt that this was his person. He felt that she was the one immediately. And he wasn't wrong about that. I feel like a lot of us don't really listen to our intuition, but it speaks to us. And this man was very tapped in because he knew instantly that he was connected to her somehow. He couldn't explain it. And you can see it throughout the movie that he would even wake up in the middle of the night like he would feel when something wasn't right with her or when something was wrong. So he went up to her room and... He was there to just talk to her and get to know her. And of course, she was so confused by that, that she became threatened. She didn't understand what he was trying to do. But really, he fell in love with her at first sight. <laughs> he knew there was something special about her, even though she couldn't see it for herself. And I've had a connection like this before. I feel like where... A man is trying to love me and he sees something special about me, but it's really confusing because when you grow up without that love, like I said before, but you know deep down inside it's all you need, right? You need that vulnerability because you didn't grow up with it. It's who you really are, but you feel the need to protect who you really are. You're not in your authentic, authentic expression. It takes healing to do that, to surrender and say this is me so she was just like pushing him away and pretty much beyond triggered doing all kinds of crazy stuff to just like get him to go away 
So it reached a point in time in the movie where she actually ended up going with him. She married him and everything and they were living together. She still ran away after this. She would become incredibly triggered and disappear without saying anything. It got to the point where she disappeared for three whole years because she felt like she was so dirty. She was so unclean energetically as a woman and the man deserves so much better than her. She even wrote a letter to another girl telling her, you deserve each other. And she gave her the ring that he put on her finger. Because she could not give him what he wanted, what he needed. She felt like she couldn't even give him kids. And I resonate with this, unfortunately, because... When you have endured so much sexual trauma, you feel so dirty, you guys. I met this guy. (laughs) I'm not going to say any names. But I met this guy who did this to me. He triggered me because I felt him loving me. I felt his love. I recognized the presence at some level. And he was threatening to open up my heart I was beginning to feel and I didn't know how to act and I ran from the connection I just completely disappeared from it because I felt like I didn't know what was going on I thought that I was on the journey of self-love but I love the idea of self-love I feel like Because genuinely, I was not initiated into that journey until I met this man. And I felt his presence and his beautiful, unconditional, loving energy that I was just simply threatened by. (laughs) I was not in a place to be vulnerable because I was not in a place of surrender and acceptance like I am now. And that's why I'm being vulnerable with you guys today because... I've done the work, right? Someone who has not done the work is going to be too shy. They might even come off a little bit of a pick-me because you're trying to seek validation in some kind of way, right? Acceptance, because maybe you were not accepted in your lifetime or as a child. And so he let her go. He was like, okay. He knew that she would find her way back home eventually or he hoped for it so the whole time he was just waiting on her and she had no idea she was like he needs to find a good girl you guys she went to a lake in one scene this was crazy and she scrubbed her skin raw and I used to make comments like I need to take a bath in acid I would look in the mirror and feel disgusted with myself This is how this man made me feel because I felt unworthy of his love. I felt like he needed to get a good girl that was just going to taint him and ruin him somehow. And to be honest, I was feeding these thoughts so much that I began to see that in him. He was turning into someone that he wasn't. He was feeding his ego and I feel like I knocked him off path somehow, but ironically, he put me right on mine. 
And so I just removed myself. Like I said, I'm like, oh my God, I'm toxic. I, I'm not worthy of this. He doesn't know me. I'm not a good girl. I'm not, I haven't had this like perfect life, you know, and that's what this does to us. An unhealed sacral energy center fills you with self-doubt, anxiety. It isolates you from human connection and even manifests into physical blockages such as excess weight, detachment, isolation, right? And zero creative inspiration. And I felt like I was hitting this energy block too. That's what happened to me. I stopped posting on social media. I mean, like, so much came up, you guys. And like I said earlier in the episode, when you are triggered, it is not a bad thing. This means that your body, your centers of intuitive command are speaking to you. They're alerting you that something is off balance. There is something off balance in your light body. That's why you're uncomfortable. It's simply an alert. And when you begin to see these energies as an alert system rather than a threat, that's when everything changes because you are developing a closer relationship with your light body. And this is key. This is exactly what actually got me into womb healing. Tapping into your womb space is important because this is where so much energetic clutter is stored. I believe this to be the portal between us and source energy, the home for creative energy. And you don't want this space cluttered and dense because things will begin to happen in your life physically, throughout your relationships. And as women, you know, we carry these energy imprints. As I said in another episode, I believe it was eight. If you haven't listened to that, I would because I speak on how we get pregnant through every sexual act, right? We store energy in our womb space. So with me, right? Me being convinced that I was this object because I was treated like one for so long and my innocence was stripped from me from such a young age, of course. And being convinced that I was this just piece of meat, the physical manifestations began to unfold. The horrible cramping, the pain in my ovaries, right? I had many hospital visits over this. Doctors could never explain it or even diagnose me confidently. And this wounding isn't just ours either. We bear the pain of our mothers, our grandmothers, and even of the entire feminine collective. And as you know, our ancestors have been through so much, especially women, and lived through the oppression of women and the feminine polarity. And I'm so thankful she's beginning to rise in this day and age. But the point is, we have been through so much. It's scientifically proven that we carry the DNA up to 16 generations. 16, you guys. And this brings me to my next little story here. Like I said, I'm being very open in this episode. I'm being very vulnerable. 
And I think that's a gift for all of us to be able to really be vulnerable and open and authentically express ourselves. It's so liberating and healing in itself. And this is another reason why I'm such an advocate for journaling, by the way. little side note. <laughs> so this is exactly how I was able to reclaim my power and reclaim my body when it was attempted to be taken from me. Something so special, right? Our bodies are a sacred temple. I started to tell my own body that I loved it. Think about all that it does for us. The machine that it is. Every single thing that it does for us day in and day out. And because we might lack that awareness, we don't take the time out to think our body parts. Think about it, you guys. It's working for us consistently. Alerting us when something is off. It's serving us all of the time, 24-7. And the least we can do is give thanks and give gratitude and experience that high frequency of gratitude and love and connection. Like I said before, the redeeming power of love is like no other. And listen, that's what this connection did for me. I experienced love for the first time. And it's much like how the Grinch stole Christmas. I love using movies for analogies. I just notice a lot of things in them. I feel like there's so many messages in them, right? Subliminals even. And I realized that Cindy, right? The little girl in this movie triggered his divine feminine awakening or heart awakening. And his heart grew three times its size. And was just like he's freaking out he's like I'm feeling and he starts to experience a healed reality it's a whole new world for him he's completely happy in full acceptance connecting with everyone around him and as you know Jim Carrey is known to be a very spiritually aware man so I do believe that this movie had a deep message like this in it. He was telling us that the secret to experiencing a healed reality is healing our heart center, right? And this is very much connected to the sacral space because it is connected to the yin energy, the subconscious, right? So this is crazy. This is what happened to me, a heart awakening, and that is when I felt my confidence began to unfold. My creative energy began to unfold. My authentic expression became alive. I felt like Bella in Twilight. There I go again. <laughs> in the last one, or the, I don't know if it's the last one, but she has a baby and passes away. Listen, before my awakening, I felt like Bella before, like when she passed away and she was that corpse. And listen, when Eddie or Edward came and kissed her back to life and she was renewed and her color came back and she became full again and vibrant and beautiful, that is an amazing depiction of a divine feminine awakening. The healing power of love or redeeming energy of creator. 
Nothing is ever lost. <laughs> no energy can ever be wasted. If you are someone that has experienced sexual trauma like I have, and your boundaries have been crossed time and time again, and you have felt undervalued and disrespected, I need you to know that you are being tasked with transcendence. You are being tasked and challenged by the universe to grow. It's your time to grow and stop identifying with your past and let it create a powerful new you, a new identity. When you are on the ground and you are rock bottom, whether energetically, physically, however, you don't feel like you are your higher self right now in this moment. If this is you, there is nowhere to go but up. You are in the most amazing spot to completely renew yourself, to surrender and break and allow yourself to sit with the pain, right? Because I promise you, this is where breakthroughs happen. This is where transformation begins to unfold. When you surrender to love, and this doesn't even have to be through another vessel or experience through a relationship, you can simply give this love to yourself. You can begin to introduce it and fall in love with yourself. And to be honest, you guys, there is nothing more powerful than the forces of self-love and what it can do for not only your light body, your emotional body, your mental body, your connections. But the healing power of this is exactly how we transmute our stuck energy centers that keep us in this reality that we do not prefer for ourselves. Whether that be our finances, our lifestyle, our relationships, it doesn't matter. It usually has to do with some kind of blockage within your energy field. So in the next episode, I will actually be expanding on the magnetic field of the heart and what happens when it fully awakens and what happens to the energy fields around you and your renewed aura. But when I started to fall in love with my body and show myself gratitude and create space for myself, you guys, I... I've never felt anything like it. I've never felt anything so liberating. I feel like a bird who's been released from its cage for the first time in my life. So I let my heart break from my having sabotaged this relationship. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because it broke me knowing that I was breaking him, knowing that I was feeling this way. It led me down a path of self-reflection and I started to do the inner work, the shadow work. And I realized what I was doing, my wounds, all of it, the way that I was acting, the way that I let my ego take over and my energy began to sort of go through this cleansing right and of course it's 
so, so scary when you're going through it because you go through bouts of depression, uncertainty, feeling like you want to give in and give up and what's the point and there are phases that you go through when you were doing shadow work. It's very intense. But the minute that it clicked for me was watching this film and everything made sense. This woman, Angel, after three years, she came back and she met him and she said to him, my real name is Sarah. I never told anyone that because it's the only thing that no one could take from me. So I've told people my real name, obviously, but I've never shown people my real self because it is the only thing that they could not take from me is who I really am inside. And I would keep that from people and I wouldn't show people my true authentic self. My old friends have been asking me about these changes they are seeing in me. You know, how I came out with my spirituality because I used to be so shy about sharing it. And for the first time in my life, I'm open and I'm vulnerable about it because I no longer feel like anyone is trying to take something from me. And I teared up so hard. (laughs) I had another breakthrough watching this film. It was so beautiful watching this unfold, like watching her energy become renewed and seeing how she was able to turn that darkness into pure light and power and her wounds into wisdom. So it's very inspirational for me learning that and learning that your past does not dictate your future. Your past does not define you. Your past is irrelevant. All it takes is one decision, one decision to heal yourself, one decision to stop letting other people have power over you, your life, your health, and your future, your body, right? The one thing that truly belongs to you is your vessel, right? And the one thing that you truly have control over is your emotions and the way that you react to things. And you are giving your power away and diminishing your self-worth when you give other people the ability to dictate these things, especially the ones that hurt you. And so it opened my eyes to that healing power of love and that love is the answer and that it's all we need. And they were right all along. Love is all we need. And what I mean by they, I mean the hippies and I think John Lennon and so many other artists have tried coming out with this message over the years. And I feel like people just look past this because this world is so tainted right that's how we see our reality or perceive things because the truth is our wounds have completely taken over but it's not something that we have to remain stuck in there is something called evolution and the one thing about life is that change is always constant we are always evolving energies do not ever stay the same they do not ever just sit there Things are always, always moving. You are never stuck in the same place. 
if you feel like two months ago was the worst time of your life and you're trying to recover from that, it takes one decision today in this moment right now. There is nothing standing in between you and the person that you want to be or are destined to be. So I'm going to say to you, stop giving your power away and reclaim yourself and reclaim your body. Connect with your body again, right? If it has to be sexual, do that. Stand in front of the mirror naked. Love yourself. Love your body every inch of you. This is your avatar, your beautiful vessel that was given to you to navigate this reality. That's all it is, is you are navigating this reality. You are on a journey of self-discovery. That's it. (laughs) This whole experience is a journey into the inner self. And everything outside of you is being mirrored back to you. Everything outside of you is simply a match to your inner world. Healing sexual trauma has been liberating not only for me, but for my mother. And I do have a daughter. I know in some kind of way I'm freeing her because we are all connected. In a recent conversation with my mom, I found out that my grandfather was a rich CEO when he was alive in Manhattan, New York, and he was very much in love with my grandma. And they had my mom, and he unfortunately ended up cheating on her. He let his ego take over, and he got the woman pregnant. My mom, or I'm sorry, my grandma, like in the movie, Angel's mother, she took her daughter, which is my mother, and she left and she went away and she lost money. She needed to support herself. She refused my grandfather's money, even though he could very well support the both of them. But it was this prideful thing, right? She was cheated on, so she wanted nothing to do with him. This deprived my mom of a relationship with her father. So their relationship suffered greatly. They did not really have a relationship. So my mom, of course, grew up with father wounds. My grandma had grown up with father wounds and rejection as well. She was mistreated and her parents were cold. So (laughs) there's patterns here is what I'm trying to say. I grew up with cold parents, right? I grew up with these wounds, sexual trauma that I found out my grandmother had endured as well growing up. She also had father wounds, like I said, and, you know, going through all of that trauma with my grandfather and things like that, she began to, I'm not going to say prostitute, but she would see men for money. This is how she was supporting my mom. she was a kid so my mom would see I believe men kind of coming in and out of the house so (laughs) that became all she knew I love my grandma and I'm sorry to call her out like this but she would tell me things like date five guys at a time like she would be in her 70s telling me to date five men at a time that they're all the same that they all want one thing you know, take them for what they're worth and things like that. And something in my soul didn't feel right. That's the truth. You know, 
not on any pick-me energy stuff. I genuinely didn't feel right about that, right? Something in my soul didn't feel right about that, even though my conscious mind was like, yeah, that's all men want. There was something in me that knew that wasn't the truth. And I listened to that inner, inner voice, that inner guide. And it's that simple. It's that simple. Listening to your inner voice that has billions of years of wisdom in the atoms. That's it. There's really just clutter to remove. Like I talked about in episode one, things to deconstruct. That's it because we have everything within us. The kingdom of heaven is within us. The kingdom of creation. And we deny ourselves of this. We turn the other cheek to our intuitive power, which is natural to all of us. There's not only some people that are gifted, you guys. There are just some people that are tapped in. That's it. We are all gifted. We all have centers of intuitive command. This is why I've started talking about the gut space on my TikTok channel and how important gut health is. I'm not kidding. I've partnered with an amazing brand, yes, but I'm being so genuine in this partnership. I took on this partnership because I'm spreading the message of cleaning out those centers, keeping your gut healthy, your mind, your heart, expanding that space. These three things together in harmonious balance are what manifests this healed reality experience. And what helps us transcend our blocked energy centers. When one becomes blocked, it usually affects another one. And it's sort of like they play off of each other. It's like this domino effect. You know, I had this blocked throat chakra. I couldn't express myself because my sacral and my solar plexus energy center was completely blocked. (laughs) I stored so much trauma here that I struggled with anxiety and depression and low confidence throughout my life. People would not even believe it. So back to what I was saying. These things ran in my bloodline. My mom, because of the way she was raised and because of the rejection from her father, grew up cold. She did not give me the emotional vulnerability that I needed as a child, as a little girl. So I shut down. I learned to keep everything inside. I learned that I could not express myself, that I wasn't safe to. We don't understand that our parents have their own traumas and they affect us subconsciously on an energetic level. So... This has been so eye-opening. I recently learned that my mom was also molested as a little girl. And I was molested as a little girl, unfortunately, way too many times. And by women and men and little girls and little boys. It's crazy. So, yeah, it was all I knew. It was all I knew. I didn't know love. I didn't know what it felt like. And wow, and I felt that powerful presence enter my auric field listen scariest thing ever 
And I even went through feelings of shame and guilt because I knew that it was wrong, right? Or I felt like it was wrong. I shouldn't feel like, like I can't love, you know? It's so easy to give love, but it's a whole other ball game when you are trying to be receptive to it, right? It's so easy to be tapped into your masculine energy and give and give, especially when you have such a big heart, but it's a whole other story to be a receiver, to tap into your femininity, male and female, whatever gender you are. It's so easy to be so dominant in that masculine energy. It's not scary. It's not challenging. You're in control, you know, at some level. And it's scary giving in to the unknown, not knowing what you're going to feel, not knowing what's on the other side. (laughs) But I promise you, surrender is the most healing thing that you can possibly do. If you are still with me, I know you resonate with my story and maybe even this movie yourself. Maybe you have a story of feeling violated, of someone crossing your energetic boundaries. Maybe you really didn't have any in place for this reason. So I want to share one method that I will always recommend, first of all, and that is mirror work the mirror method. So it's basically where you stand in front of a mirror and you give love to yourself. You look at your reflection and you fall in love. You fall in love with everything about yourself. You maybe put on some, maybe put on some self-concept affirmations and just feel this love surround you and fill your spaces up with that beautiful energy that's so expansive and so magnetic right you don't need to do any of these like manipulative tricks you simply just need to fall in love with yourself I promise there's nothing more magnetic than that there's nothing more amazing than that when you are in the energy of contentment you are in the perfect place to evolve, to manifest your desired reality or whatever it is that you desire. Remember, like we talked about in episode eight, developing that relationship with elemental commands. This is what it's all about. This is the icing on the cake. <laughs> so, If you don't know much about self-concept affirmations, there are many on YouTube. You can look them up anywhere. I will also be providing some in the Ribly community under Ethereal Girl. I leave the link in the show notes. So if you have not yet joined our community, definitely do that. We're going to be sharing challenges, uh, self-concept prompts, affirmations, all kinds of tools, and even collaborating with the group and sharing books and notes and everything is just to expand our awareness and manifest a reality that is beneficial for our highest growth and whatever goals we set for ourselves, basically. But yeah, just like sit in front of a mirror and 
talk to yourself speak life into yourself right there's power in the tongue you speak life or death in the tongue it's all about what you speak your words right we're all speaking affirmations 24 7 to ourselves this is what creates our identity and when like when i learned identity is simply affirmations that we repeat day in and day out this was a huge game changer in reclaiming my power that was taken from me throughout my life through these traumatic experiences, basically giving my power away like it's Halloween candy or something. And I got to a point where I realized that and I'm like, I don't think so. You don't get to dictate my future. You don't get to hurt me and strip me of my power. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and now I can confidently say that. Because I perceive things differently. I'm like, wait a minute, no. I see things as a test now. And I'm like, no. And I notice the more I do that, the more I become aware and I expand this, I guess, heart center. The more I expand my awareness, I notice that things work in my favor. Things work out for me the more surrendered that I am because I understand my power. I understand who I am. I understand my worth and what I bring to the table. I understand that I am worthy of love and that I'm able to not only give it, but receive it and be that vulnerable person that I truly am. You guys, I'm a Scorpio moon. (laughs) I mean, I'm a water sign moon. That's crazy to learn how cold I've been throughout my life is insane because that's not me that was just simply my trauma response like many of you we have trauma responses and it causes you to fight flight or freeze right you either run away you shut down I mean people are different in how they respond but that's the point like we're so busy responding with you know, trauma, we're busy reacting instead of responding. So these have been a game changer. I've never felt more amazing in my life. And I'm not saying that everything is perfect. This is a journey of imperfection, but I'm with it. I'm so with it. I'm so on board in this human experience now because I realize it's such a gift it's an opportunity for growth it's completely limitless you know like I said we are on this journey to understanding ourself I did not say understanding I said understanding <laughs> and it's absolutely expansive in every single way so I hope that you receive so much value from this episode and as always, if you have not left a review, definitely do that. I will be giving shout outs and I love connecting with you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and energy. Your presence in this podcast is felt. So let's collaborate if we have not already and stay tuned for episode 10. Love you guys.